0: Well, many of us two-legged creatures are pretty happy with the delay in winter so far. But what's going on with our four-legged, furry, feathered friends? Special Projects Interpreter Barrett Miller from Fort White Alive is in studio with us once again. Thanks for coming in, Barrett. Thank you for having me, Shadow. Always a pleasure, my friend. So, uh, Barrett and I, during the commercial break there, were discussing a little bit about what's going on with uh, the deer. Uh, and, And they are happy to be...
1: Well, happy is probably a good way to describe it all around right now. Uh, They're in the middle of their rutting season, so it is mating season. Um, The bucks are following the does, and all they have on their mind is little fawns in the spring.
0: A little bit of And the
1: process of getting there. Um, The lack of snow, the warm temperatures... At Fort White and certainly around the southwest Winnipeg, we haven't really seen it interfering with uh, with their process at all. If you get one of those really, really hot November days, like last Monday, for instance, mm-hmm. sometimes they actually get lazy. You know, They're wearing a winter park already. Their winter coats come in. It gets up to 20 above. They're hot. They're hot. They don't feel like doing anything. Like Nothing's going to make them move. But that doesn't last for very long because even if we have nice weather during the day, it's still cooling off enough at night and uh, their thoughts quickly turn to uh, what they should be getting to. Barrett, let me ask you a question.
0: Yeah. Uh, behind the glass, Jerry lives out in Charleswood, and this is a very large deer area, very yep. active deer area. And he saw a couple of uh, couple of big bucks in his backyard, uh, and they were acting. How was it, Jerry? A little strange. Yeah, we'll say strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, these were two bucks, not a buck and uh, a doe. Okay. There was two bucks and there was a doe. Oh, so what okay. happens in a
1: scenario like that, Barrett? Is that a big fight? It can be a big fight. Um, it's a lot like watching... It's usually a lot like watching two hockey tough guys go at it. Um, Except
0: with antlers. With
1: antlers. Well, and it's just like a hockey fight. You don't just decide all of a sudden. Well, sometimes you do, but mostly it's not just throw the gloves off and get at it. You jaw a little bit. Now, deer don't trash talk. Deer snort. Okay, Sounds kind of like a wheezy sneeze. I heard a lot of that. Yeah, they don't have asthma. It's not an asthma thing. Don't go giving them an inhaler. How close did you uh, get to
0: this, Jerry? Uh, One of the bucks got probably within about 20 feet of me. Really? Okay. Okay. During this whole big posturing thing. Yeah. Closer
1: than that, you might have been... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you got to remember that they're not mad at you, but they don't really know what your role in this is. And if you make a wrong step, you could be on the wrong end of those times. Well, I wasn't wanna... bending over when
0: they were near <laughs> you me. You don't want to get in the way. Let's put it like that. Okay, so they, they, there's a lot of fighting on. Yeah, there's going a lot on. of
1: snorting. They circle. They'll clock antlers. Like They'll go and they'll sort of that first shove that's sort of like, how big are you? And uh, usually it's over at that point. One deer realizes that he's just not big enough, it's not worth it. There's another doe down the trail. Really? But no, he doesn't hit so hard. That's when they'll actually lock up antlers. Now, sharp hard antlers around soft little eyes. Yeah, no good. That's dangerous. Right. The amount of effort that you put into that fight, it's really no good winning the fight. If you're fighting for the right to mate, you put all that effort in and then you're too tired to actually get the process of mating done.
0: Well, maybe she doesn't go free anyway. Exactly.
1: Yeah. While they're fighting, she wanders off and finds, you know, <laughs> the bigger buck down the trail. <laughs> happens. It happens. So animal life not so far removed from. <laughs> there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from nature. Don't clean yourself like a cat, though. That's really frowned on.
0: Okay, what about the migratory situation? Uh, Kelly was suggesting earlier this morning that the hundreds of geese are in the pond's uh, backyard. They haven't gone anywhere No, yet.
1: this late fall has made a liar out of me. Remember when I told you that migration peaks around Thanksgiving for yes, the geese? Yep. Yeah, well, it feels an awful lot like a normal Thanksgiving week out there right now, and we're seeing heavy migration in the migratory waterfowl still. Hmm. Um. The geese aren't stupid. They're waiting for strong north winds. We haven't had them. They're waiting for their water to freeze up and a reason to migrate. They don't have it. Maybe by the end of the week as those temperatures start to fall. Are they confused? No, I don't think they're confused. Um, Some other animals are. Um, Certainly, anything that changes based on day length. Snowshoe hares, some of the little weasel family. They put on their camouflage. They get their white winter coat growing. And that's based on the day length. Right, okay. So you ever been to a fancy function and there's somebody who shows up wearing like their cleanest Duck Dynasty shirt? That's their (laughs) idea of clean. They come wearing their nicest camo. That's me. Sorry to stands out, right? Hey
0: guys, what's going on?
1: Well, in a forest full of brown and green, when that weasel shows up wearing its winter camo, it's on the menu for everything. So sticking it's,
0: out like a sore thumb.
1: So it'll be a tough, tough couple weeks for any of the little animals that have turned white, mm. which also means that it's going to be a great time for anything that's hunting them, like owls. Okay. Yep. Who's who's out there hunting right now? Um Fox. Fox, wolves. coyote, wolves. Here in Winnipeg, we don't get wolves. It would be coyote would be the biggest. Hunter, we have. Where
0: are the wolves? Are they just outside the city? They don't want to come in? No wolves allowed? They're reading the
1: signs? Well, <laughs> in some ways, it's it's sort of like the, there's too many people, too much traffic. Okay. They prefer the country life. But yeah, right outside of the city, there's wolves in Birds Hill Park. Um, I have not personally verified these, but I've heard that there are wolves around Oak Bluff occasionally. Wolves have a huge territory, so just because they were someplace one night doesn't mean that they're resident. But by the time you're in the White Shell, the northern interlake, out by Riding Mountain, there's wolves about. Why coyotes in, in the city and not wolves? Coyotes are a little bit smaller. I mean, coyotes evolved to be desert dogs. Yeah. They eat rats. They eat mice. They can survive on just about anything. They're scavengers. Exactly. Yeah. Or small animal hunters. And wolves are predators. They like their meat big. They'll eat coyotes. They do, Well, that's the other thing, too. As the wolf population increases, the coyotes get pushed. And they come in, hey, there's no wolves in the suburbs. I like these suburbs. The foxes, which had been suburban, you know, it's, it's like gentrification for canines. Okay, They can't live in the suburbs anymore because the coyotes are eating all the good stuff and picking on their kids. So they get forced downtown. So that's why 10 years ago, you'd never see a fox at the forks. Charleswood, Fort White, we every morning. Wolf population increases. Coyotes move in. No more foxes. We're a coyote belt now, and you do. You see, well, we're at Polo Park right now. There's lots of fox around here, all the way into the inner city. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never seen any fox around here. Well, you know, you're in the station, not really down over by Omen's Creek, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting.
0: Now, we've only got a couple of minutes left here, uh, Barrett. Barrett Mm -hmm. Miller, by the way, with uh, Fort White Alive is our guest right now. Let's talk about the animals that spend the winter
1: hibernating. Have they delayed that? Like a bear? (laughs) The I you know, I don't know. I believe the bears are still active out there. Bears are funny, they don't do a true hibernation. It's a really long nap. There is a difference. Hibernation is one solid sleep from beginning of winter to end of winter. This is good to know because you can wake up a bear with you the can, sleep. You can. And actually it's way more dangerous for the bear than it is for you. Because oh, they'll yes. burn a ton of energy waking up, moving around and going back to sleep. But he's um,
0: not going to be happy to see you. Let's no, but he's also like going to be
1: so sluggish that unless you persist in poking the angry bear, you're going to be okay. Um, Take
0: him a couple of hours to wake up.
1: Yep. Yeah, you can run faster than a tired
0: bear. Okay. Now, what, what else hibernates? The first thing I think of all the time, hibernation is bears, maybe because of the cartoons I used to watch when I oh, was growing up. Oh, it's true. It's true. It's the, it's the big furry one. Yeah. Uh,
1: but any of our reptiles and all of our amphibians, so garter snakes, they've done their thing there in the rocks down in Narcissus or underneath your patio. Turtles, the painted turtle, one big breath of air, swims down to the bottom, buries itself in the mud. One breath of air all winter long. It's pretty cool. That's it. Yep. And uh, another cuddly furry one, not cuddly enough to pick up because they're pretty angry, but the woodchuck. All three of those, the woodchucks, the turtles, and the snakes, and I suppose I'll throw the frogs in there too, they really have gone to ground. They're hibernating. Um, I'm actually really impressed with... How that happened this year, because to me it didn't feel like fall, but all of a sudden, beginning of October, it's like, hmm, I've not seen a woodchuck or a turtle for a good week now. They're hibernate. Of course they are, because it's October. They're asleep, asleep. So are you still doing the winter tours at Fort White? We are. The only, uh, we're, we are open 364 days a year. Please don't come on Christmas Day. I was going to say, but... the one day you're not is my birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday there. <laughs> you could come for the half day. You could come for a half day before your birthday or visit us right away on the 26th.
0: Okay, Barrett, thanks for coming in Thank this you morning. very much. We totally appreciate you again, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. That's Barrett Miller, special projects interpreter, interpreter at Fort White Alive.